This is Becky. And this is Too Close to Home Listener Stories. Listener episodes. We're going to call this a, to our, our Too Close uh, series. Was it six degrees of separation? <laughs> no, no, that's the stories we do where we know someone who murdered someone by six degrees. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay, This, this is, is going to be our homies, and they're too close to, to home stories. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. Jen, is, and Jen and Jimmy are the more creative with those... You know, the Mind Bleach episodes and all that. They talent, okay? Exactly. It takes a lot to carry. It does. It does, (laughs) y'all. This witty banter, it's exhausting on me, okay? (laughs) Jennifer and Jimmy are my creative director one and two. One and two. I just... He does the recordings, I do the social needs. Yes. I just bring my mouth. Look at her. That's it. The best thing about you. Is my mouth. (sighs) That's true. (laughs) Thank you, Jamie. It's really all I have to offer, so take it or leave it. (laughs) (laughs) We have gotten so many people that have reached out about, oh, my God, let me tell you about this murder that happened in my town. Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about this person. And it's been fantastic. It has. If you guys have any more, definitely send them our way. But we have three today for a very short and sweet episode. And I want to start off with a friend of mine, Lauren G., you know, I never asked my friend if I could say her name, so I'm not going to say her name in the episode. Oh, yeah. Well, I, t- I told Lauren, I was like, can I share this story on the episode? And she was like, yeah, can we not say where I live? And <laughs> I was like, think of you so smart. <laughs> safety first, guys, safety first. <laughs> so hers is a pretty short one, but it's one that, like, it feels like something I would do. Because I'll, as we know, I love to walk into situations where I might get murdered and I will not know it. <laughs> Y'all, she's not even playing. <laughs> we went to the Dean Corral, and I was like, I'm not feeling real safe. I'm getting some eerie vibes. She's like, it's cool. Let me see if a window's open so we can go in the house. And I'm she's like, like, we didn't even bring a gun. <laughs> I'm like, do we have any weapons? She's like, what? No, girl, I'm already opening the window. I'm like, oh, Jesus. She's like, I'm going to die today. <laughs> I may have stole the mail. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, is it stealing it if it's just laying on the ground? I know. That's true. That's true. In my opinion, you're cleaning up litter, and you're doing the environment a favor. I just want to feel hood, you know? <laughs> She's like, look what I stole. I'm like, okay. Bring it down, thug. <laughs> it's a dentist, Dad. <laughs> Calm down. And it's to current resident. I mean, girl, that's right. Get your street cred. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so she was telling me this story. It says, uh, okay, so I needed a spare slab of marble for this leather thing I was working on. Back when I had hobbies, she's my age now. <laughs> this guy who was teaching me was like, you could just go to this headstone place and you could buy a small piece or they can just give you one. So there was a place downtown on the river right across from this old cemetery already. Already. Vibes. Vibes. All kinds of vibes. I would walk into it. I and know. When you said headstone, I feel like we're going to a, like a headstone, like a grave headstone. Oh, yeah. Okay, yep. Oh, yeah. Horror movie beginning already i'm already like this is cute i love this motif you know (laughs) (laughs) and she goes as you know i'm super outgoing especially when i was younger and more green i was probably like 25 or so so i roll up into this place and i asked for for the piece i'm in the headstone showroom and the guy was like my daughter's name is lauren and tucks my hair behind my ear and i'm like "Uh uh-uh nope 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 she's like okay weird but and she was way too trusty, like we all were when we were in our 20s, you know. Okay, sure. I was. All of us. <laughs> all of us, meaning me. <laughs> um, 
He says, let's go down to the workshop and see what I can find. So like an idiot, I follow him down and I see all these headstones being worked on. And I'm like, okay. Oh, God, that's so creepy. my future here. And it keeps on walking me around. And for some reason, all I can think of is run. But oh, I'd that's... rather I'd either have to run up these old stairs or go up the other way. But I couldn't because it was backed up to the river. And so like, just oh. sitting there already like, oh, shit. I'm literally feeling panic in my chest right now as you're reading this. That's what I was feeling, too, when I read it. I was like, damn, Lori, girl, you almost died. Run, girl, run. You was about to be buried in that basement. Yes. <laughs> so I get on. she decides to get on her cell phone, which is super fucking smart, and she calls her friend and tells her um, that she's in front of him and what she was doing and where she was casually as if she was just calling her back and just, like, updating her. And it doesn't sound, she goes, it doesn't sound as scary typed out, but the visual being across from a huge old cemetery and then the stairs. And Baby, then the it does sound as scary. Progress. I promise. I'm feared, fearful for you. She says, like, my husband, which was her boyfriend at the time, was going to kill me when I called him and told him the story. <laughs> <laughs> as would mine. I mean, but she survived. And now yes. we're friends. So. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren, for that story. Thank you. I'm so glad you survived. I am too, because I feel like that until you made that phone call, you were led down, being led down a very dangerous path. This could have been like toy box killer. Yes. Like, oh, come on down to my Especially basement, little girl. When you get that sense of that that feeling in the pit of your stomach that tells you this isn't right, I need to leave. That fight or flight starts coming in and telling you to flight. Yes. And there's no like you can't see the thing that's causing that so you're like it's a little jarring at the same time like i know that this seems like okay but my my soul is saying mm. <laughs> the little hairs on the back of my neck is saying not so much so this is a story from one of the officers that i work with and we're just going to call her officer b because i forgot to ask her if i could use her name or not so i feel like we should play a little little wayne's mrs officer please tell me she probably jams out to that probably <laughs> what's my number 911 <laughs> so her story starts in the happiest place on earth i was kidnapped by my own mother in 2006 i was in 7th grade living with my grandparents grandparents my parents had finalized their divorce the year before that my mother however had been in and out of my life for the entirety of it and my dad worked constantly so i lived with my maternal grandparents my mother would leave to work in the plant, sometimes in Baytown or Houston, Toto. Toto. and even to Alabama and Louisiana. She would leave for months and even for over a year at one time. And from what I've heard, she never actually wanted children or to be tied down. One day I came home from school and Ooh. saw her truck in the She's driveway. Like, supposed to be in Diane Downs. Girl. <laughs> I hadn't seen her in a while and was obviously super excited. We went out to dinner, and she said she also had an errand to run while we were out. We ended up at a travel agency, where she had surprised me with a huge trip to Disney World. During Thanksgiving, where we'd get to eat Thanksgiving dinner with all of the characters and just be the two of us. So, you know, this shit's sounding magical right now. What seven-year-old doesn't want to hear you going to Disney World for Thanksgiving you get to eat with Mickey Mouse? Like, so we get ready for this trip, and we begin to drive all the way to Florida, when all of a sudden she tells me we're going to meet her new boyfriend on the way to Disney World. At this point, I don't really care. I'm just excited as hell. So we go to Disney World, spend the week, and we're supposed to come home on Saturday. Well, 
her new boyfriend all of a sudden is actually her husband, and no one knew. So instead of going all the way home, she says, we're going to stay a few nights at this apartment in Mobile, Alabama, before she takes me home. FYI, where I grew up was 45 minutes from Mobile. Don't lie in there. <laughs> you that uh, Florida-Georgia line. Yes. Uh, Florida-Alabama-Georgia. Yes. Ooh. So days go by, and I realize I haven't talked to my dad or grandparents in a while. I don't even really know what day of the week it is. I haven't been out of the apartment since Disney, and I also haven't seen my mother or her new husband except for late at night after they get home, get off from How work. How old was she at this time? Seven. Oh, she at seven, correct. Let me go back in there. She was in seventh grade. I'm sorry. Even then, still. Yeah. Like, they just fucking go and like, okay, we'll be back. Yeah. And, you know, at that age, you're just kind of like, okay, you're not really paying attention to the days of the week or how long time has passed or anything like that. You know, you're just kind of chilling. You'll notice it when you run out of food, though. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's my thing. Is they probably did. They were like, here's a bag of Cheetos, half eaten, <laughs> and a Pepsi that's just, a little flat, but you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's all good. <laughs> so I don't even really know what day it is. I hadn't been out of the apartment since Disney, and I hadn't seen my mother or new husband, except for late at night when they got home from work. Her husband's son, who was barely older than me, was taking care of me. So you got just two young middle schoolers in there just chilling. The one's in charge of the other. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I remember watching TV and a commercial came on Disney Channel for a new movie, and it gives the date. And it, it was then that I realized that I had been there almost a month already. Oh, shit. Funny enough, that same day, my mother comes back early from work, packs my stuff, and drives me to the Louisiana-Texas state line, where my dad picks me up, and I don't see her again for at least another year. No charges were ever filed, and even though my dad and grandparents had full custody of me, and there was an order for me not to leave the county with either of them for this reason, my dad told me when he finally found her, he had threatened to have her arrested for kidnapping in order for her to bring me back. To this day, we joke about me being kidnapped by my own mother. Oh. <laughs> Who refuses to admit she ever actually did it? It was extremely surreal to realize as a child, oh my God, I might never see my dad or my other family again. And although she was my mom and I'm supposed to feel comfortable around her, I never did. And to this day, I don't. I still have a relationship with her, but on my own terms because of the things she has done to me in this life. It took me years to realize that sometimes the person you should trust the most in this world is the person who does the most harm to you. Isn't that sad? That is sad. And thankfully, her daddy fought for her and brought her home because her mama was not the one. No. Man, could you imagine? Having your mom, like, you had to carry that. Like, there's probably things that's happened in your life as a child that you think, mm, that's normal. And then you become adult and you're like, oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> because you don't realize as a child it's not. I mean, the only positive takeaway I took from that is she got to go to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, who didn't love going to Disney World when they were a kid? Shit. I never got to go. We were too poor. We got to go a couple times and because it was pretty cheap back then for florida residents nowadays it's like you get five dollars off <laughs> actually it's still pretty cheap for florida residents we're Is just it really? not florida residents anymore no. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, a listener from scotland 
who gave us this story. Exciting. We're international. International. So this listener sent us a article from The Independent, UK. Anger over release of teenager killers. And this was November 24th, 1999. It fucked me up a little bit because in Scotland, they always put like the day, then the month, then the year. I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? The short, the article's kind of short and sweet, so I'll just read off a little bit so we have the background. Heavy criticism has greeted the early release of three young men who kicked and stamped a teenager to death. Oh. The three were freed yesterday after serving less than two years in jail on the second anniversary of the victim's death. Oh. Mark Aiton, 19, was killed in a small commuter town of Balerno outside of Edinburgh in the early hours of November 23, 1997. Ross Gravestock, Ian Weldon, Ross is 19, Ian is 20, and Graham Purvis is 19, were convicted of culpable homicide and each sentenced to four years' detention in May of last year. An appeal against the leniency of their sentences by the Lord Advocate failed, prompting criticisms of sentencing policy in the Scottish courts. Lord Advocate, I don't know what you is, but I love that name. Uh, I do love it too, but I don't like that those boys only got that long. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I was just like, Lord Lord Advocate, like, forget Mrs. Lord Advocate's my new, (laughs) that's my title. Can you fit that all in? Okay, I need that on my my ticket for my plane ride. Is that on my LinkedIn? <laughs> Lord Advocate Jennifer Davis. <laughs> so okay, then we're gonna go back into this. Okay, Mister Aiton was found unconscious after he, his brother Paul, twenty one, was attacked just yards from their home. He died from brain injuries. The trial was told the fight they had been part of a long running feud between formal pupils of Balerno and Curry High Schools. So it's like a Scottish Bloods and Crips, I guess, but it's Stop. high school. I can't with you. Maybe more like West Side Story. I don't know. <laughs> Was there singing and dancing? I need to know. <laughs> the teenagers' jail terms were restricted by the trial judge, Lord Essie, because of the, end quote, particular and unusual facts of the case. He concluded the attack had been, quote, essentially juvenile episode of violence. What? Did you have those? You know, I had some juvenile episodes. They didn't include violence, and they certainly didn't include anybody dying. No. None of the killers had intended to inflict serious... Listen, you stomped on him! I was just going to say, the second you decide to stomp on what I can only assume was his head since he died of brain injuries, you took on the full responsibility that death may result of that. Mm -hmm. So don't even come at me with that. We all know, from a very young age... That if you stomp on the old you, noodle, if you want to kill a zombie or a person, <laughs> you want to shoot him in the head, right? We all know this. I can't. <laughs> I can't, y'all. Come save me. <laughs> I'm just life skills, okay? I'm just saying We're, the facts. I'm not going to survive the zombie apocalypse. We've talked about this, but I want somebody to, to have that in their background. Be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Shoot for the head. Don't come at me because I'm telling the facts. (laughs) (laughs) Lord Essie said that nothing about the fight had been planned and the Aiton brothers had willingly taken part. I don't give a shit if it's planned or not. Yeah. It happened and then at some point when you knock a little boy down, you could have left. You didn't have to stomp on his fucking head. Exactly. Later, the appeal court judges praised the sentencing as carefully considered and rejected Lord Advocate's appeal. No, 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 no. 
yesterday. I'm more prone to violence now at 39 than I was at 19. So oh, at 19, yeah. you're prone to violence. You damn sure are at 39. For I'm real. I'm more likely to punch a motherfucker now than I was then. Wish you what? <laughs> Although I do understand the consequences more now. Yeah. But I'm I also had like, a dream. I'll do that time. <laughs> I had a dream last night, and this was my dream. It was a nightmare that I had gotten stopped for public intoxication and then arrested and then left and got a DUI. And I was like, in my dream, like, my life's ruined. My criminal record's shit. Like, <laughs> I'm very aware of the consequences. No, guys, I don't drink and drive. But in my dream, I was doing some crazy shit, I guess. <laughs> I was rolling all over drunk and then hopping in my car drunk. Like, God damn, these police officers won't leave me alone. I was wilding out. <laughs> So yesterday, Malcolm Aiton, the dead man's father, described the sentencing as a complete mess. He said he was resigned to the release, but added, I am not a vengeful father. I did not want to see the capital punishment or anything like that, just that they would pay their debt to society. And that, you know, for somebody whose child was fucking murdered, like, that's a lot. That is a lot, because I'm not sure I would carry his same belief. The father said, I think two years in jail for stamping and kicking someone to death is at a lower end of expectations. I think the law is in a complete mess as far as culpable homicide, homicide, murder and attempted murder are concerned. You can get 15 years for intending to kill someone, but for kicking and stamping someone to death, you get four years. Mm. Mr. Aiton called on Jim Wallace, the Scottish justice minister, and Lord Hardy, the Lord advocate, fucking love these names, <laughs> to impress the judiciary the need for the sentences to act as a deterrent. The law is wrong and sentencing policy is less than just. I, am, I agree. I agree as well. Three men were believed to have had been released after getting parole because of good behavior. They left Polmont Young Offenders Institute in West Lothian in the early hours of yesterday. The community of Balerno was shocked by the killing. Greystock's father was a civil servant. Purvis's father, a manager, and Weldon's a chief inspector with Lothian and Borders Police. And that's... That's your answer right there. That's your answer. There were suggestions that the killing had been motivated by Mark Ayton's English accent, but other trial witnesses blamed tensions between the two local schools for the death. So this is where our listener comes in. Hey, I'm not sure if it's any good, but... My sister somehow ended up with a murderer and who only spent two years in jail in Scotland. Once he started coming to our house, he won my family over. They moved him, and he started stealing. They tried to frame me for it, uh, and then I had the, 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 C, the CCTV footage saved me. The whole murder was wild. It was a gang of four that killed a guy for being in his village when he was from the next village down. They jumped off the walls into him and left shoe prints on his face. Oh, my God. They then dragged his body behind a wall so no one would be able to find him to help him. Their sentences were ridiculously short given what they had done, and the sister's boyfriend's dad was high up in police, which I think helped, which, I mean, we all know uh, that. We all know that. Um, Ian no Weldon about it, I know. I've helped. Right? Ian Weldon, one of those boys, is the boys that we're talking about that was dating the listener's boy uh, sister. He lived with them. He set our house on fire after stealing things. Then in the rental property, during the house rebuild, he stole from my gran and then my sister's credit card, which he used near my workplace to make it look like it was me. My family all suspected me of doing it until I demanded they get the CCTV footage from the ATMs as I wasn't in the area at the times. My family kicked him out as soon as they found out it was him. 
but my sister continued dating him for another year. Jesus. I'd be like, bitch, you out of my life. Done. Done with you. He says, I don't speak to that, that, that person. I don't know if it's he or she. They said, I don't speak to that side of my family anymore as it caused a lot of issues for me. And I lost all respect for them after they accused me of stealing. Like, damn sure, for real. For real, for real. Good for you for leaving a toxic situation that your family's going to believe somebody who got out of jail after fucking stomping on a kid's face after two fucking years. They're going to believe him over you. Right. Pretended he had changed, but he just lowered his crimes. I mean, he was just doing a whole bunch of dumb shit. Um, he does think he's done, or the listener's done some research, and they, he, they think he's the director of a property management company, but we don't know where he went is to this day. So, but he's out in society after stomping on a kid's face and, and obviously him. didn't learn anything from his minimal two years that he spent in because he's just out doing shit. Even There's more. like manslaughter where you accidentally kill somebody, right? But if you're jumping off a wall into someone's head. You know that's going to mortally wound them. And then you're going to hide you even their do body. That? I don't even like to step on a bug outside, when, especially know. when they crunch. I'm like, eee! And so I'm lashing my shit. But, like, then they hid the body so he could not get help because he wasn't dead. He didn't die till days later from the brain damage. God, that's horrible, Jennifer. That's okay. horrible. But that was there, too. Could you imagine having that motherfucker in your house and you get And I blame? just want to say I'm not an advocate for murder ever. But if someone killed one of my boys in that manner and then they only went to prison for two years, I cannot say with 100% certainty that I would not seek some kind of revenge. I can't. Because if I lost my child and that's what you gave them, and like you said, an accident is different. They were riding with their best friend and a car accident happened. Accidents happen. Even if the other child was driving re- driving recklessly or something, kids do that stupid stuff. So, you know, it's different. But you jumped off a fucking pillar. Or what was it? A, a wall. A wall onto my child's head. And left a shoe print. And then drug them behind the wall so they couldn't even get help. And they, nah, bro. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> Catch me outside. <laughs> and every one of those motherfuckers who sentenced him to four years and everyone being like, applaud. That was very restrained sentencing. I hope every one of those motherfuckers steps on a fucking Lego made of glass every day and then falls on it and it goes right up his asshole (laughs) right up right up that's that's horrible at least you get some kind of comfort if they get a prison sentence and like the dad said they pay their debt to to society but two years is nothing and it was in a juvie facility. Yeah, but you know really that's nothing. like babysitting. Oh, I worked in a juvie facility. It is babysitting. Yeah. It's they like, still go to school. It's like they a tough middle school. They still get their high school. school diploma. You can't do shit to them because they're juveniles. They just get babied and patted on their little booties and sent on about their business. They still play sports. They still do everything. It's literally just like living with a normal parent. You got to follow rules Except they got shit. some fancy-ass locks holding them in. Yeah. Well, the one I worked at, the kids just slept in basically like a big dormitory. Oh, my God. They didn't even have cells or anything. And there was no, not even uh, fences and barbed wire or anything around the facility. And this is two kids Scotland, so I'm in. sure it's probably a lot of the same because over in Europe, they look at, you know, the criminal system a lot different than we do. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what is it, Anders Breivik? He's coming up for parole soon. The one who killed a bunch of people in Sweden. 
I don't get it. I don't either. But they they look at things from a rehabilitatory stance, which I get. There are there crimes, are plenty of people who can be really rehabilitated tons and tons of crimes that you can be rehabilitated from. And I then have the same murders, not no fun of them. Okay, I agree with you. There's tons of kids that do dumb stuff when they're young, and they end up in the system because of it. No role models, no parents. I mean, some even have great parents, but they just do stupid shit. And they get caught up with the wrong people, and mm-hmm. they can be re- rehabilitated. But I agree with you. Jumping off a wall onto another child's face is not something you can rehabilitate because you're. That's not a fixable thing because no person, normal person, thinks to do that. No. I mean, hell, we just, just because they're about from a different village, killing an intruder and having a hard time doing it. So, what the fuck? <sighs> it makes me. That makes me sick. It and makes I guess me sick for that listener, especially too. having teenage boys. I think about if somebody did that to them. Girl, I could probably. I like to say I could kill them with my bare hands, but the fact that they didn't get any punishment and then they got out and they got to live their life after doing that to my baby, because I don't care how old my boys are, they're my babies. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. That just makes me sick at my stomach. Literally sick. I'm just really happy that that person got away from their family. Fuck, how fucked up is that family? Like, fuck. For real. Like, you know what? I, he's rehabilitated. <laughs> If Emma came home with some little murderer who got out of prison, and she's like, he's the best ever, I'd be like, okay, first of all, Emma, let's have a talk. <laughs> and then if they were like, oh, Jonathan did everything, I'd be like, bruh, you better get to stepping, because no, no. Don't even come up in here and try to, but it shows how easily manipulated people can be. Oh, for real. Oh. I'm suspect of everyone. An update. <laughs> there is no update for the Galveston one. We're still waiting for them <laughs> to. They have... Like they kept that murder scene uh tightened up overnight and they must have some real good leads going on. That's when they get really silent like that. Mm-hmm. So we're still keeping a watch out. And then I heard about another murder later in Houston, like somewhere else in Houston. I'm like, well, that's every day. But yeah, every day. You know, you don't just have body parts blow up on shore in Galveston. Mm. I feel like that's a Miami Beach thing. You know what I mean? It is. Along like with a cocaine, cocaine run, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Not in Galveston, which is like a tourist destination. Like there's a Ben and Jerry's, and somebody goes out there like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> but thanks you guys for the stories. Yes, thanks. Please for the keep sending story. more. I love these. I do too, and they uh, they just help make it all a little bit more real and a little bit more passionate for us to share your stories and get them out there, so you're not a victim of them. You're a survivor. Exactly. I'm a survivor. Well, thanks for listening. This is Jen signing off. This is Becky reminding you to stay safe. Keep your head on a swivel. And do not bring it too close to home unless you're going to share the story with us. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> like if you have to walk into a you know, a murderous type situation like I do, at least share it. Shoot us an email. <laughs> Get in our DMs. I don't care. <laughs> Bye. Holla at you later. <laughs> Bye. If you like listening to us, you can find us on Facebook at Too Close Pod or under the Instagram handle Too Close Podcast. Also, if you have any stories of your own Too Close to Home experiences, shoot us an email at Too Close to Home at Yahoo.com. Thanks for listening.